This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! This podcast is brought to you by BeatSource. BeatSource is the new digital music service for open format DJs, and we continue to change the game. This week, we had one of our most important announcements to date, something not a lot of people thought was possible, and we did it. We have legally added DJ edits to our service, over 100,000 of them dating back over 10 years from the amazing editors at DJ City, as well as current music, and we're continuing to make these edits and upload them and have them on the service uh, as music is released, of course. We also have increased the offline locker size to 1,000 tracks, so you can play streamable tracks from the cloud without an internet connection. In effect... You can use BeatSource Link to play tracks with intros, outros, transitions, acapella outs, and more now. No need to download and make your own edits or download pre-made edits and fill up your computer. Let's say you need specific songs for a wedding or a certain type of gig. Now you can dig into the BeatSource library and find pre-made edits that can help make your DJ sets smoother. This is a game changer, and shout out to the entire DJ City, BeatSource, and Beatport teams for making this a reality. It's truly incredible, and this is only the beginning. We've got so much more to come. So sign up now, use your free trial to experience it, and try it all out. Hit me with questions, I can set you up with the right people. And starting next week, I will have a special code for you to use if you sign up after hearing me talk about it on the podcast Uh, And that leads me to thanking you guys for listening to this podcast. I couldn't do it without you. We've built this community up. We're almost up to 100 episodes. I mean, we've been doing this every week since late 2019, and you guys have been sticking with me. And for all the new listeners, thank you for joining us. You are part of this community with us. Um, So thank you, and please head over to the Apple Podcast app and make sure you rate and review. That helps us, helps us grow, helps us keep going. Uh, If you've got something to say, hit me up directly. You can find me on Instagram or Twitch at DJ Spider, D-J-S-P-I-D-E-R. If you're a Twitter person, hit me at D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R, and uh, that's on Twitter. And um, if somebody can help me get the DJ Spider name on Twitter, hit me up too. I need that. Uh, So I don't have to keep announcing both spellings. Um, Also, my schedule is starting to fill up. I will be back out on the road starting next month in September. Um, I will announce all the shows soon. But in the meantime, just know that you can catch me in Las Vegas DJing at Marquee Day Club on September 10th. I am so hyped and excited for this. And I will be at Tau Nightclub on September 25th. Uh, a bunch more shows will be announced, but um, in the meantime, follow DJSpider.com, D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com. I'll be posting my shows and all that stuff on my website. Now, on to the important stuff, the reason why we're here. Let's talk about our guest for today. Not only is he a legendary DJ figure in the Canadian, specifically Vancouver scene, He also travels the world, and I mean the whole world, countries I've never even heard of until, you know, I see them posted online. He's the MC and host of the Red Bull 3 Style, which is the premier global party rocking competition 
Everybody knows about it. I'm sure everyone listening to this show knows about it. Um, he not only entered in the beginning and, you know, was one of the great DJs that's part of it. Now he's the host. He's been mixing on Top 40 Radio daily for 19 years. He has an insane vinyl collection, especially 45s. He's very well respected in that world. His Twitch shows are full of amazing music that not a lot of people have access to. So you got to log on to listen to it. You can find all types of legends in his chat room from Just Blaze to Jazzy Jeff and beyond. He's interviewed everyone in his career from Jay-Z to Kanye to Russell Simmons and beyond. He runs his own record label with Jay Swing called Flippin' Jay Records. He has an incredible show on Mixcloud called The Flippin' Jay Show that I absolutely love. And he probably does 1,000 other amazing things uh, that I can't even list here while all at the same time keeping real hip-hop alive and well he really sticks to it, and uh, he's a funny, great dude. I love being around him, uh, and he's got some of the hottest takes on Twitter. So please welcome Mr. Fake Mad himself, DJ Flip Out. We are here. It's the Twenty Podcast. We've got DJ Flip Out. Give it up! Oh, I got the crappier applause. But sorry, that was great. That was the. We'll give you another one. There we go. There we go. Is that from that record of sound effects? Um, I, the one from the seventies. <laughs> it sounds like it. It really does. I I usually have a much bigger applause, but things got switched up. Um, I don't know. Jada Kiss after the battle last night came in and he just killed my killed my <laughs> shit. I don't know what he did. So I just need a golf clap. A golf clap would be better for me. It's like <laughs> just get that. Flip out yeah. in the building. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a massive stadium round of applause because you are a Vancouver legend, a DJ legend. You, you've added so much to the culture, and we are so happy to have you here. Thank Thanks. You. I'm so happy to be here. I've been a fan of yours for quite a while and a fan of the podcast for quite a while. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. I uh, also have been a fan of yours for quite a while. We have hung in Vancouver when I used to come up there a lot and eaten food. I think you may have showed me what Tinder was in the beginning of all that. I don't know if maybe that's true. (laughs) I think I had a girlfriend and you were showing me this amazing app that people used when they were single. And I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) Oh, man. I, I think it was the first time I'd seen that in person, so that was interesting. And uh, I think we've had many we also hung, nights. Yeah, we hung out in Hawaii. Remember? Yes. Oh my god, I forgot about that until you just said that. Yeah, that is incredible. Yeah, I, that's yeah, it was right. crazy. So from the West Coast to the to the Hawaiian Islands, some other amazing DJs live out there. DJ Delve, of course, one of the greatest. Great with the puns and. And the wisecracks, he's really good at the puns and wisecracks. He's hilarious. Clever he's guy. Intelligent. He's a great DJ. You know, he's uh, he's got it all going on. Stylish. So, um, yeah, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. We did hang out there. I forgot about that. So, yeah, I'm excited to yeah. have you here. You know, obviously, um, people, a lot of people know you in the DJ world. You do so many things. You know, you are 
an amazing DJ. You're a host. You are an actor. I mean, I think I may have seen you in commercials <laughs> and things like that. I wasn't sure. Um, playing myself. Playing yourself. Playing a DJ. Which is when you know you've made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, if you get to play yourself. That's why I almost thought it wasn't right. you. I thought they were ripping you off. I'm like, they have the fake flip out <laughs> going on here. Because what the hell is happening? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I was watching primetime TV, like channel seven, ABC. And I see a guy looks like flip out DJing. And I'm like, is that you? I need to text this guy. I, I sent the video to a few other DJs and they're like, there's no way that's him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how to take that. I don't know. Like. He would never do something like that or like he could never do that. I think it was more of like a keeping it real. I have no idea. I don't know. And then I told I finally was happy to prove to them that it was you. But yeah, see, playing playing yourself in something is when you you know you've made it. I actually had the pleasure of doing that too. I got to be in a movie called The Clapper um, with Russell Peters. And Russell Peters was the host of uh, of a late night talk show and i was the band i was the dj so oh, um, that's pretty amazing look that up on netflix uh, my name is mentioned oh, many man. times by russell but all of my lines were cut out so that was pretty fun that's that sucks <laughs> that no, sucks totally I mean, fine come on man you're you're from la you know actual movie stars <laughs> for me to be in the commercial and be like hey i know that guy like there's no way. It was a just so everyone knows. It was a Facebook commercial. I can send it to you. You can put the clip in here if you want. Uh, I think we should. It was a Facebook commercial. But let me tell you something. Yeah. The guy that directed it was um, Call Matic, and yeah. he is the guy that directed Lil Nas X Old Town Road video and Bubbling Anderson Pop Anderson Pack. Oh, that's and it was. Uh, it's so dope. And when I got the call back, it was in my room where i dj on twitch right and i was supposed to play um uh jackie wilson uh your love keeps um keeps um get making me higher yeah and that was the whole song that the commercial revolved around so in my original audition i played the 45 on it and i was like and then you i danced around so then in the in the callback I was like, yeah, I got the 45 here. And then Calmatic says on the Zoom, no one, no one's face was there. So I didn't really know who he was. He's like, he's like, oh, it was just after MF Doom had, had been announced that he passed away. And he's like, oh, I was going to ask if you had any Doom. But then I saw the KMD behind you. And I'm like, yo, who the hell am I auditioning for? This is great. You know, and that just made my nerves just go. Whoa. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in like very, uh, I'm in familiar, familiar ground here. So he knew doom was, he knew KMD was doom. I did the little, uh, I did my little callback and then he, he hired me and yeah, he's super dope. And I was like, yo, it's such a, and they're using, I don't know what technology that was where he's in LA, but they're, it's like radar or some shit like that. Right. Radio or some shit. And he's like, I was like, yo, honor to work with you. He's like, man, it's an honor to work with you, blah, blah. I was like, there's no way you know who I am, but thank you. But maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe just seeing the, the records and shit. Like, I think that's what got me the gig. So when keeping it real goes right. <laughs> See Dave Chappelle, when keeping it real goes right has come into play. That's the truth though. I mean, yeah. that's honestly been one of the beautiful things about getting older and getting older as a DJ is 
a lot of the people that have come into power or different positions come from our world and our background and hip hop and, and loving hip hop. So now, you know, I, when I used to be like, I'll never DJ a wedding. Weddings are the worst. They suck. Now, sometimes when I get hired for a wedding, it's actually the most fun thing ever because that's all they want. They're like, we just want 90s hip hop the entire time. And I'm like, yeah. this is great. You know, so you yeah. know, things like that, things like corporate people doing commercials and movies and all this stuff. Even that movie that I got asked to do, I did with Russell, like they got me real turntables. And yes, we would film all day from, you know, 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. These, you know, 16 hour days. I had real turntables with my stuff, so I'm doing doubles, having fun. All the extras are, like, in the audience watching. I get to actually, like, rock the house. Russell's coming up doing doubles with me. Um, you know, they actually oh, care about, like, DJing and music and, like, the real shit. And even in, like, commercials now, you hear, like, dope songs or, like, samples of songs. So you know that it's someone like us that is behind the scenes making it happen. Word up. Yeah, well, Russell's a DJ, so he knows. Yes. He's... He, you know, he he definitely knows. Yeah, Russell Russell's yeah, he, the man. He, he basically just, you know, was the most hilarious person to be that whole time. I mean, I just was like the luckiest human being on earth. I was I I was next to like it was Russell, uh, Tracy Morgan. You know, two of the funniest dudes ever. Just like right off the cuff, like just eating lunch by them and just hearing all the jokes was like I'm crying laughing. Oh, crazy all day long. Wait, you said Tracy Morgan? Uh, yeah, like from, uh, am I saying his name right? The, from Saturday Night no, Live. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, like Tracy Morgan, Tracy Morgan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Like the best. He was he was in the movie, like so many people. I mean, it was a bunch of people, Ed Helms. So I was just kind of like, they put me in there, and, and they all have these lines, and I was like, what am I supposed to say? And they're like, just riff. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a DJ. I'm with like the <laughs> most professional comedians in the world. So I remember being so nervous and riffing off all of it and thinking like, Oh, trying to overthink everything I'm saying and then watching it. And not one word came out of my move, my mouth, but yes. So, so we're both huge movie stars is what we're saying here. And, uh, you can catch us on your, <laughs> on the silver screen sometime soon. Oh, um, man. Well, but, one of the illest, one of the illest uh, uh, cameos as a DJ was AM in Iron Man. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Was that like a that was in the movie or was that an outtake or um, it, it was cut? But it's on the internet. You can see it. Yeah. No, I think it's in the movie. I'll be honest. I never saw the movie a, in the theater, so I'm not sure. But I think it's in the movie. He also his his cameo in Entourage was pretty legendary too. Oh yeah, of course. He's, oh yeah, that one. Was he's crazy. like an undefeated and steals the shoes from Turtle and. Uh... Oh man, yeah, that was amazing. I think that in Iron Man, um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. calls him uh, Adam. Yeah. Or he calls him like Gold. He calls him Goldstein or something like that. Yes. Yes. Or he yes. calls him. He's like Goldstein. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're all, I mean, Yo, talk what, about yeah. people into DJing, you know, John Favreau was like taking DJ lessons from DJ Morse code for a really long time. And, uh, oh, wow. uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think had Steve wonder DJ, like his 50th birthday or some crazy thing. So they're all into dope DJing too. Oh, that's sick. Yeah. That's dope. Did you have the Quincy Jones story? You had the Quincy Jones story, right? 
That was you. I think so. I mean, I I DJed his, uh, I got to DJ his, the Netflix party for his documentary at the Toronto Film Festival. Um, And then you, then you, oh man, wasn't you with the story where you, yeah, you have the, he knew this, you had like one last song you could play. Yes, 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 yeah. So, so, I mean, I think I, yeah, I don't know if I, yeah, basically I mean, long story short, uh, I, Got asked to DJ the Quincy Jones after party for his movie uh, when it got premiered at the Toronto Film Festival. And funny enough, before I got there, you know, obviously I'm doing endless research. Not that I don't know a lot about Quincy Jones, but I wanted to have everything possible ready to go uh, in my computer Mm -hmm. from the beginning to the end to references to anything. And um, and then I remember getting there. And also when I got there, too, it was one of those gigs where there's two levels. And they're like, we're putting everybody down here. You're going to be upstairs away from everyone, so you won't be able to see anyone. And I was like, no, that's not going to work. Like, of all the gigs, that's, this can't happen. You know, and they were fighting me so hard, and I just did whatever I had to do. I carried all the shit downstairs myself. I was like, I'm fitting in this little wow. corner. I'm doing whatever I got to do, but I can't be away. I have to know what's happening. I have to see if his head is nodding, if he's frowning, smiling, if what's happening here, you know. And, uh, you know, they let me, and, uh, or I kind of made them. But I remember <laughs> going down and then they were like, uh, Quincy's not happy. Uh, he's coming in. And I'm like, why? And they're like, because the premiere's at four o'clock and he prefers to sleep all day and stay up all night. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, that sounds like me as well. <laughs> and they're like, also, he's not drinking alcohol, so he only has ice cream at the event. So we have to have a bunch of pints of ice cream right next to his chair uh, for him to be able to eat at any time. I'm like, you know. He deserves it, but he's living the life. You get to stay up all night, sleep all wow. day, eat ice cream at your event. <laughs> you know, you know when they say like life, you revert to a child near yeah. the end of your life. Like this is that, except in a really cool way. The coolest, <laughs> like, the coolest. Of the not cool. drooling, but like ice cream all day yeah. and sleeping. Okay, but I mean, anyway, he's, he's an animal. Like I've seen him at like you know, in terms of partying, like. I've been at Sundance before and seen him up there at other parties and he's just been chilling. Like I remember being at Sundance and my wife was with me and she was friends with one of his daughters and ends up going over to him, talking to him. They have this crazy conversation. She tells me about like him telling her that all the education in the world uh, would never add up to traveling and traveling will teach you the most of your life and all this crazy, amazing, legendary stuff, you know, that I was like, I can't believe you just had that conversation with Quincy Jones. Um, but I would oh, DJ yeah. till t- midnight, two in the morning at this spot. And then they'd have these parties, you know, Tao nightclub would rent out and have these huge parties and they would go all night and you'd come in, you'd see him in there, you know, with a couple girls hanging out at a table three in the morning, you know, bottles of champagne around i'm like damn he's like 80 years old (laughs) like so i think uh you know he's i don't know music keeps you young in certain ways and that was it but but as far as the party yeah like i got to i remember standing there waiting for everyone to come in and you know they've just gotten out of the movie and i i was like it would be fun to play george benson give me the night as he comes in I don't know why. I feel like I'm scoring a movie in my head. I want to watch him walk into that. You know, if I can create a situation in my life, here we go. So I did it. It happened. It was amazing. But also I was like, I don't know if he even heard it. I didn't notice if he acknowledged it. Everybody's talking to him. 
And I had like another version of it that probably recorded off some record, like the extended 12 inch or something that's like has all these other parts. And at the end of the night, I remember like, I'm going to drop that at the end of the night. And I don't even think he heard the beginning. So I do it night ends. So like, I have to go to this other gig, like across town immediately. And they're like, do you want to meet Quincy? I'm like, um, yes, sure. I don't want to bother him. You know what I mean? But yes. Yeah. So they bring me over. They're like, Quincy, this is DJ Spider. He just played the party. He goes, oh, man, that was great. Thank you so much. Uh, you played George Benson. Give me the night twice. And I was like, oh, my God. My stomach, like, drops. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry about that. He goes, no, no, I love it. I love it. I'm like. Oh, okay. He goes, you know the story about that? I'm like, no, I don't know. He goes, that was the, I signed George Benson. That was the first record I put out on my record label, Quest Records. He's like, George wanted me to produce the record. And I told him, I'm not doing it for another label. You have to do it on my record label. Uh, so he's like, that was the first record we put out. And he's like, Frank Sinatra wanted me to produce for him too. And I told him, the same shit. Like, you got to be on my record label if you're going to do it. I'm like, damn. Like, just within a second, he tells me the most insane wow. story, you know. Then just goes on to, like, he's like, hey, man, what's your sign? You know, I'm like, Capricorn. He's like, when's right. your birthday? I'm like, December 22nd. He's like, oh, my son is like, it was like right by that, you know. And I'm like, okay, like, will you adopt me and be my dad too? You know, like, <laughs> it was just crazy. Like, and he's telling me about I don't know, within probably like four and a half minutes, just like all these music stories and things about life and learning. And I felt like I was like taking it all in. I didn't want to leave. And then, you know, we got to take a couple pictures and and that was it. And then rolled off to some other party where they only wanted me to play things in the vein of like Fleetwood Mac and like rock and folky you know like those kind of things so it's like life of a dj you know a four-hour party for quincy jones and a four-hour party or whatever of fleetwood mac type things and i don't know then i'm just laying in the yeah. bed in toronto that night going to sleep like what the fuck just happened that was yeah no. <laughs> <laughs> did you get to see the documentary as well like no when it premiered or you had so what i oh, did so when i, I watched yeah. it that i think i may have stayed up all night i got back to the room and it came out on netflix that night like at midnight or the next day so it wasn't out yet so i can't i wish i would have watched it because i would have learned so much more and would have kind of even known so much more of what to play but i um watched it i think that night and stayed up till like the sun came up because i was still buzzing and like so hyped up off everything and uh then yeah. i was just like that was so incredible i mean the the documentary was unbelievable yeah, they should have the documentary in uh, in college and universities and stuff. For real, for even real, in, just in high school. Yes, 100%. yeah. Not even saying that like as a super fan. Like, I as, know. yo, this I actually is a a document that needs to be. No, viewed it's like life over and over lessons. Again. You know what I mean? Not only music. Yeah. Like it, it teaches you about history, um, about being a human being, about everything you know what i mean i mean his story is so amazing you know from where he came from to what he's become and what he's done it was crazy so yeah i agree they could teach a whole probably college course on just that and him for sure for yeah. sure and he and he's just lived through eras like right. literal eras of music like there's no one nobody was playing big band and then making fucking new jack swing <laughs> in the same lifetime right like that is 
too much. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you've done too much, Quincy. Too much. And he's still active. We're doing like, it. Very active, yeah. you know. Um, amazing. Yeah, and Herbie Hancock still being around. I mean, it's it, we're, yeah. we're lucky to have these people still in our lives and around. Roy Ayers. Roy yeah. Ayers. Yep. Roy Ayers. Ramsey Lewis. Yeah. Still around as well, so. Yeah. I mean, Crazy. Thank thank it's, God. It's, Stevie Wonder, you know, we need these we yeah. need these people. Yeah. You know what? And like it, yeah. It's really sad that Biz passed away because he's like one of those types of characters or one of those types of, of uh not characters, one of those types of people. Yeah. Just like that has so many stories and he was the glue to so many different things happening and he was always happy to tell the stories and, and to share everything. And like his life, he goes, he went, he started when he was a teenager too. You know what I mean? He was at the beginning, beginning of hip hop. Yeah. You know? So yeah, he just to know, just, just for him to still be like, uh, here to tell the stories of when it began and shit. Like it was, it was pretty crazy being around him and hearing him tell stories. No, you need those like storytellers within, the world you know to keep the stuff alive um you know and djs in a way are storytellers you know in that way yep. and we 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 tell the story and we keep the history um and actually such a good example of that is your flipping j show um i mean i first of all great job like i've so i was so impressed <laughs> with listening to it i mean just the biz one alone but it's oh, word. so Thanks, man. dope what you guys are doing with that show like for anyone that has not listened to it yet um head over to mix cloud and check out the flip and jay show um uh brought yeah, to you man. by uh <laughs> no equity I, <laughs> guru <laughs> uh, if you want stock tips as well um you can yeah. invest in robin hood no but it's I mean, I mean that's what's up though that's what's up they Jay, oh, let me tell you, I started to cut you off, but no, they, go, please. Jay it's was, your show. Jay was producing, uh, Jay Swing was producing a, a show for Rob Fay, who's a sports guy. Okay. And, you know, Jay, me and Jay have done radio together since we started our first radio shit we did together was in 94. We did college radio. Wow. We did underground hip hop. Like, between 90, like, I don't know any other music other than underground, East Coast hip hop from from the 90s like if you ask me about Atlantis Morissette he asked me about fucking Blink, Blink 182 all this other shit I have no fucking idea I right. don't listen to punk I don't listen to anything I only listen to fucking Royal Flush Natural Elements fucking like you know yeah underground hip hop and did a show about it so I was always trying to find the new stuff so anyway Jay and I did this rap show from like 94 to 98 same station that Nardwar is at and was at and still is at yeah so we know Nardwar back then too amazing so in Vancouver. That, uh, CITR or something CITR 101.9 okay. so we did that for four years till 98 then in 98 we went on another station we paid to play I don't know if you remember those days where you could pay to be on the air at a radio station it was on the Mandarin and it was on the Chinese <clears throat> radio station and we were on like late at night we had oh, to wow. pay. So that was a couple of years and we were doing still our rap radio show we we're doing like live um, club stuff too because that jiggy era yeah. started right um, or the Jiggy, yeah, it was club, more club. The Jiggy already started, but it was more like club was becoming the thing. You know, Jay-Z was making Can I Get a, and all that stuff. Right. That was a weird era, huh? Like slow-ass club records? 
like (laughs) no diggity and can I get it? Like, how are these to this day? No diggity is not the jam to me. I'm like, this is slow. This is right. Just it, it should make too, you want to dance too like, fucking doo-hoo. long. Hey, like do op yeah. or something. Like anyway, so it was that era. Yeah. And then we got on the rock station uh, and did our rap show on the rock station because they were changing. They were trying to switch things up. They started playing Cypress Hill and Swollen Members. Yeah. And we were on that for two years, and then th- we got fired from that. Everyone got fired, and then this new radio station started in Vancouver in 2002 called The Beat. And that's, and then we got our radio show on that. Then me and Jay were on the beat together for another 12 years or so. And then, um, and then they cleaned all the mix shows up and I'm the only one that survived. I'm still there. So I'm in my 19th year, 19th year on top 40 radio. Um, but me and Jay didn't do radio for 10 years and now we're back together. So Jay's been producing these podcasts. Um, and he's like, let's do our radio. And then the, equity guru was like yo is there anything you really want to do jay like you know you do such a great job on this show is there a show you want to do he's like well actually there is yeah and he called me and he's like let's let's start doing our show again so he produces everything like i voice with him and then he does everything i'll do mixes and stuff but he spends like literally three days he'll take things that i say and put them on beat to the bed that i didn't talk to when we were recording wow for no reason yeah (laughs) it pays off honestly um like it like it's dope you know what i mean like there's so many subtle details in there and things that don't need to be done that are done and i'm grateful for it <laughs> you, you know what i mean like yeah you didn't have to say okay now we're heading into Oh, the Big Daddy Kane. Oh, R-A-W, his song. Okay, I figured you guys are going to put on the song. No, you're not. You're going to put on him live at, I don't even know where the hell that's from. And then the, like, then you're going to transition it in this dope way by echoing his voice out over the beat where it's, like, super dope. Like, I was so impressed. The only thing I was mad at was that I couldn't rewind it because I'm not paying for the mix cloud, uh premium because also i'm like i pay you so much money Mixcloud, like already to be the pro and all that shit i don't get any kind of like love off that for the premium and since when can you not ever go back and listen to it again and i was kind of pissed because i fast forwarded a little bit and then i was like shit i can't go back but then i was mad that i had to pay the seven dollars so i didn't do it even though i'm probably just gonna go pay it today (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point though man with mixcloud if, if we're posting stuff and we have a pro account yeah then why don't we get the access for playback that's a very good that's point. what i thought that i thought oh well fair. i have pro i thought there was an error i was going into the settings and then it was like no you don't have premium you have pro and i'm like all right come on you guys like you're taking it a little bit far here um i know you, you know make what money, that but... you know what that uh reminds me of that's the exact same thing we're going back to the beginning of my music, my music experiences where I got the fake yellow sports Walkman, the (laughs) realistic brand. It had play, stop, and fast forward and not have a rewind button either. So they're just taking it back to the days of my youth where I used (laughs) to take the fucking tape and wind it on the fucking, on the, on the pencil to rewind it. Yes. Or like, so Mixcloud, man, you're keeping it 
Well, Friggin okay. One other word of advice or, or something that I didn't understand too is that isn't there Mixcloud Select where you can decide if you want to support the, um, you know, not streamer or whatever it's called, support the person? And because if you guys had a button on your page where it was like, support this show, give us $20, I would have been like, let's go. But the fact that it was like, give us $8 just to Mixcloud to listen to anybody, it made me not want to do it. Does that make sense? Right. Like that makes sense. Oh yeah. Because you can actually subscribe to somebody, but I can't on your page. I couldn't cause I was looking for it. And I'm like, I'd rather give these dudes a hundred dollars than pay the $7 <laughs> to all the different people. Like it was annoying to me. So sorry. I don't mean to come on and complain mm. either way. What you're doing cool. is amazing. And it was just such a, it, we're talking about it because of, you know, rest in peace, Biz Marquee, storytellers of the culture, people keeping it alive, the connection to DJs. Yeah. And honestly, what you guys are doing with that show and shout to Jay Swing times infinity. Shout him out. Love him. Great dude. Great DJ. Great mixes. Known him for a while, too. You know, and we got to get into all the stuff you guys are doing. But wow, that is impressive. Like what he's doing with that show. Um, it's truly like a it's two crazy. hour audio documentary, you know. Like you guys put together the the clips from interviews at at three style and like all this different shit and it's you know it's just incredible so yeah shout yeah, to you guys Jay, Jay goes Jay goes to fucking page fifty of internet search he's on like fucking deep he's deep in there on the Google search and yeah. also um um what was I gonna say oh yeah and we play uh we play commercials and we'll play like old ass commercials. Well, Jay finds them, but for the biz one, I was like, yo, we got to put the nobody beats the whiz commercial on where he got the whole nobody beats the biz thing. So yeah, it's fun to put together, man. It's It's fun. Oh, and this, yeah, I was just also going to say last night, actually, I was getting us up. Like I'm trying to see if we can get on iTunes, whatever. I don't know about getting it takedowns or whatever, but right in this pot, pot that I was using, it has like, uh, name like what kind of podcast is it? Yeah, and it has music, but then it has all these other music like sub genres. It's like music business, da, da, da. and there was it said music history, and I chose music history. Yeah, because I'm like we're literally cataloging these these artists that we feature, and when we do it, we're not doing it like we're just doing we're doing it so it'll be it'll live forever. That's why so much work gets put into it. Yeah, but that being said, it's a weekly show, and it literally takes jay mostly all week to do it along with everything else that we have to do in our lives it's incredible yeah i mean it's so it's not on anything else i was wondering if it was maybe on the station up there or i mean it needs to be on like sirius xm or something where the whole world can hear this thing hey man we're trying to i want to when we get a few more down we're gonna i'm gonna holler at z trip and be like hey z wasn't he on one he was on the 70s rock one can he get it on uh, oh yeah the bells That's what's up. Actually, Z Trip, you know. uh, Z Trip sent in a question for you that I'll ask later. So you got celebrity DJs. <laughs> oh, cool! <laughs> writing in Z Trip, uh, Z Trip in the house on the the episode. So yeah, I mean, I can't, um, you know, thank you enough for doing that show. The Flip and Jay show is incredible, and you guys are truly doing a service to the world by 
putting this historical stuff out there. And I mean, I was so entertained by it, had so much fun listening and, and hearing those clips of them live and the way you were mix, you know, or Jay was mixing it together. It's crazy. And also, I was like the theme song. I was very impressed with. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Is that him? Oh, that's definitely him. I was like, oh shit. He's really going in. Oh, he's singing now. Oh, like <laughs> that was like yeah. a very high production uh, theme song going on. That's almost two minutes long theme song that we just keep. We're like, we made the long ass theme song a minute and 45 seconds. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I that was, it. that was, uh, we did that. That was the, the, um, the theme song from one of our radio shows, oh. like a- almost like 20 years ago now, like in 2001. Oh, but you so redid Jay's it. like, I want to redid it. Jay's okay. like, I want to do that again. I was like, okay, let me do it again. And this time, like, I, I don't think the, I don't think I flipped the rhyme as good as I did originally, uh-huh. but I think I sang better on this one, believe it or not. And you I was like really trying. Good. Like, I'm like, did he put Melodyne or really auto-tune hard. on there? Like, it sounds good. I did. Hey, man, I did harmonizing. I put I know. levels to it. And, I was listening. I'm like, he has a deep and, version of himself. He has a, 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 a straight ahead flip out. And I didn't even get to rewind. And I heard all that. Okay. So right. I, I was jamming. I was like, here we go. I'm in the place. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's the uh, crash crew. If anyone's wondering, it's the crash crew. Um, what the fuck's the name of the song? Oh, my God. Um, a high power drop. High power rap. We don't want to be left behind. Yeah. Anyway, great. thanks. Thanks. Which also is an ode to, you know, historical stuff. I mean, it's it's just cool. You know, I love I love all this stuff. You know what I mean? This is just what we've seen. We we know it, but through the pandemic, with everybody getting so much more connected through Twitch or whatever means we have been it's just really spotlighted how much how important DJs are to the culture, to keeping things alive, to historical stuff and storytelling. And, and yes, you want to be on top of it and make all the kids dance and do the TikTok stuff and all that. Um, but, you know, the other stuff is very important, too, and we can't let it die. And I, even something I didn't get to catch the entire um, or even hardly any of it uh, last night, but the verses with Dipset... Um, and the locks last night. Um, the crazy thing was that I was really happy about was that everyone was giving props to, you know, everybody involved and everyone loves all the groups and everyone's giving props to the locks and um, Jada kiss, especially, you know, and we should, you know, that's right. But um, he, but so many people were giving props to the DJ technician, the DJ, like, Massive props, yeah. like posting him more than anything and explaining why the DJ is so important and showing why out of all these verses with all these times where like it didn't work technically or this and that and why these legends, it's not coming across right and that this did and it showed that the DJ, you know, was one of the key elements, you know, and, and he's playing showbiz and AG instrumental you know that dj premiere remix and he's stopping it at the perfect part and doing a beat with jada kiss rapping and bah, 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 duh, 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 you know and like yeah so really sick. doing the shit that og djs are doing online in 2021 last night and getting props for it so i love to see it shout to technician yeah. the dj yeah and that's man it's great that that's uh, the the importance in that is being shown. And then Jadakiss, you know, he wasn't even dissing, he wasn't even calling out 
new rappers. Yeah. He was calling out Dipset, <laughs> saying these guys are just rapping oh. over their own lyrics. Like this is the mecca. Like he's not even saying whoever at Lollapalooza, some young kid. He was saying these dudes that are on stage that are close to my age are fucking it up. It was that so was crazy. Great. He he killed them with his interludes. He killed them with his interludes only. It's like a Pete Rock album where the Pete Rock like interlude beat is better than yes. everyone's else's beats on their whole album. You know what I mean? Totally. Like, or like Game was Star, a Pete Rock where interlude. you're like, oh, I'm going to loop. Yeah. Like I used to, when I was on college radio, I'd take the Gang Star <laughs> little interlude loops and use them on my radio show for the middle. And I'd loop them up and try to use them in the part. Because I'm like, these beats are too good. They're like 22 seconds. You know? So good. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, you know, like little, I'm yeah. like, use this sample yeah. for like one second. Um, I know it's amazing. And then even they kept trying to come back at him like, yo, we're not in jail. We're not in Attica. You know, you, you're just rapping for the dudes. You got no songs for the ladies. And he just, I don't know if they did that on purpose. Cause I almost thought like maybe they told him to say that or something because then that set them up so perfect to be like, I got to ride a die chick and then go into all those and the Mary J and it was like, an- what a, what a fuck up. What that was Joel's Santana yeah. that said that, or it right? was on I, purpose. I, yeah. It made me think of like you know the Biggie when you used to see the original like Biggie performing and they'd have that fake fight in the um in the club where he'd be performing, but it was part of his performance. He'd have all his people do it, and then he would go back into it. it I almost thought like, did they plan that? You know, I don't know. Oh man, if they if they planned it, I don't think Joel's knew. Like if they asked Joel to say that then Jewels for sure didn't know what was going to happen next. But I have a feeling like he just, he actually meant it. Maybe, but then, the, but then then extra props to the DJ because the timing was impeccable. Like he goes, you think we don't got nothing for the ladies? And then he goes, boom, puts on the intro of Ride or Die Chick. And it was like, and then he goes, let's go and do a medley. And then just does them all. And I'm like, yo, oh, that was crazy. Man. <laughs> Yeah, they fucked up. What do they? What do they have? Hey Ma, that's it. What do they talk? Hey Ma and like, oh boy, not even just Hey Ma. Yeah, I don't even. What else do they have? I mean, I didn't watch it, so I'm just kind of whatever. Girls kind of like oh oh boy, I guess. I didn't watch it either. I saw some of these clips, like Cipher Sounds would post like a seven minute clip, and I was like, okay, I got to see that. But um, I know I I got home later, and Twitter was just like had it in shambles, you know, and I'm like trying to piece it together. Like, what did I miss? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was crazy. I know I had to check your Twitter to see, uh, you know, you're, you're Mr. Hot take on Twitter. You're Mr. Fake mad. <laughs> fake mad. Fake mad. Oh, if people only knew you on Twitter, I think they would think you maybe never <laughs> smile, but uh, little do they know you're actually seem like one of the, happiest people and you're really fun to be around <laughs> yeah that's why i put fake mad people still are like anyway it doesn't matter i know I it know. doesn't matter I see people i see people trying to start beef with you you're pretty pretty diplomatic about it i mean like i follow um let's say uh that guy dances with white girls i saw you guys get into a little hilarious argument <laughs> that was Oh, crazy. <laughs> he went in and the way that he, the oh, way that God. he gets at someone, he won't even, he won't at you and he won't respond. He won't even quote tweet. He'll just tweet yeah. and he'll just talk about you and you'll have to go find it. It's hilarious. So I actually missed, I missed like seven things he said about me until recently. Cause I wanted to show my, um, 
my my co-host at the radio at the top 40 radio yeah um amy amy who i do the uh the traffic jam show with right yeah on like iheart virgin radio because he's i was like during our little spat he's like i'm like yo man like I know you can't figure it out by my Twitter, but I work in top 40 radio, like for 20 years. Like I know about, I'm surrounded by this shit every day. Like, you know, I get what you're saying. And he's like, I checked your, I checked that show with that lady on iHeartRadio, And like, Amy's like 25. Right. So I went to shore, like the dude called you a lady. I like a blonde lady. And then I noticed on his Twitter, I was like, yo, he said this, this, this about me. And I was like, yo, he's going off. And then I called Jubilee into it. Cause I know, I know Jess like yeah. has love hate for her, him, and she's like, "Do not bring me into this." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, I love you both. Don't bring me in the middle of a fucking <laughs> dance's beef." And then he and then he fo- started following me, and it was all good. So yeah. now it's cool, and he's he's liked some of the things I've said, just standalone stuff. And I, I like dances because he's he, uh, he he's like a you know the old like a, a little bit of the older he's in the edm scene you know what i mean but yeah. he's like an older dude and he knows what the fuck is up totally and you know he likes he likes calling shit out i like how he calls white people pales the pales <laughs> all the time and fucking kills me he's always you know smoking some shit he's yeah. always talking like he has i like his perspective yeah he, he got a little mad he got a little mad at me for bit. those that don't know he got he got mad at me because he loves Olivia Rodrigo, right? Right. And then he said some shit about, yo, do people just make a dope, like people just make a song, it's going to be on Beatport, and then everyone's going to play it. Are you going to play it because it's dope or because it's marketed and all this? And I'm like, and I and I LOL'd underneath. I was like, yo, this coming from the guy who said, Olivia Rodrigo is the best. <laughs> right. And he fucking went off on me. <laughs> but I had a point. Like he's talking about like being marketed to. I'm like, yo. I know they marketed Olivia Rodrigo as the biggest song in the world. I don't know if everyone is on Twitter like that, but like on Twitter, it was literally marketed as the biggest song in the world where most of us are like, we've never heard this song. So you're telling us it's the biggest song in the world. So we have to believe you. Okay. Like, great. Yeah. Um, It's, it's fine. But you know, people are like, this is a great songwriting. I'm like, is it just because she's fucking 17 and it's fine. I, she's fine. The album is so, <laughs> well, there's the obviously, so, it obviously strict strikes a nerve with some people because I mean, it went from zero, shit. zero to a billion real quick. <laughs> oh man. I can't even get into it. I know. Good I for you. Who that knows? Song. I saw like, um, I think it was that dissect podcast or something. They, you know, they go crazy about music and, they were saying how one of her songs is a mathematically perfect song and they were breaking down all of these things. And I don't know what to think, but it, it, there's something to it. You know what I mean? I've, I've had very, not, oh. as, not many gigs since coming back into the world, but I was able to play uh, one of her songs at one of them for a early 20s only crowd. And wow, yeah. they really like that shit. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. Like, they can math it. She can do like, they can break it down and give and, and say it's all this, but she's not the first one to do it. You can literally mathematically break down fucking any songs right. that are way more important. Sorry to say way more important than Olivia Rodrigo song. Like uh, man and her. So song, you're saying song that there's songs you? more important than Olivia Rodrigo songs in the world. That's your take. I mean, <laughs> 
I'm just kidding. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, like, they're not even they're not even that original. Some of the production is is like up to up to date and shit like that. But like her good for you song is the is the aha eighty five double time same key actually like right. kind of remake sounds like a Pat Benatar song right. And then I'm like, okay, this is cute. Well, it also but is actually based off of, I think, a Paramore song, like the entire chorus. Like on TikTok, they put them together. TikTok is the new, like, DJs that find samples. I know there's DJs that do that, but now it's just a kid that does it digitally on their little TikTok. Like, I see. Awesome. So people are taking it, and they put that song with that song. And I, I know someone that knows the producer really good, and I was like, do they know that? And they're like, oh, yeah, they already paid the publishing to those people before – Oh, right. Before, you know, because because I mean, you're getting sued. Marvin Gaye suing blurred lines like yeah. after that, you better watch the fuck out. You know, if you if your shit sounds like anything, you're they're coming after you. Yeah, her beats are are great. The 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 content is it's not for you, dude. You're fucking like 46. I know, but I still like music. And when <laughs> I hear a song, when I hear the lyrics in good for you and they're so like whiny and woe is me like oh you probably you did you tell her that we used to do that like i listen to it i'm like whoever is relating to these lyrics is a is a a, a, a child this is so petty i mean sure it's cute and everything but like you just it's miserable you sound so miserable like like but I bet, that, did you, that's I bet hits, you tell right? her the jokes, the breakup song. I guess Adele, Taylor Swift. You know they all get the big breakup. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess those are more dramatic in like a grandioso sense, like "Hello from the" uh, and all this shit. But like, oh, actually, that was a song about herself. That was a song about herself. Uh, okay, you're but right. anyway, Olivia Rodrigo, get over it. You're <laughs> get over whoever you're trying to get over on that whole album. Get this over is coming it. from someone who listens to your. I listen to your music every day. I play Deja Vu every fucking day. I play Driver's License. And guess what, Olivia Rodrigo? Why do you swear in the fucking song to be edgy? I played a remix. I didn't know you said the F-bomb singing so loud. I, I played it on the radio. I know. Fuck it. I still drive by your fucking house. I'm on the radio playing it live. I'm like, what? Why is this girl screaming fucking the word fuck yo and i know i know my I program know. director my program director texted me she's like f-bomb two three in a row i'm like i don't know it was a remix why is she swearing so like when you see olivia rodrigo clean that means she fucking swears i know why that are you is swearing true. you know that i mean i i had that exact problem with fergie uh back in the day i remember doing this gig <laughs> i got hired for mcdonald's and they were like whatever you do do not play anything with curse words but they told me like as i'm starting to dj and i don't dj on the radio i have nothing and this was a long time ago so i really had no clean versions there's no way to look it up and i remember thinking okay, there was like a time where like Tribe Called Quest didn't really like swear on their stuff, so maybe I can play theirs. Of course, I play it instant, like very bad things coming out. You know, I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe that was wrong. Then like, I'm like, Black Eyed Peas doesn't swear, right? They're all like pop music. So I remember putting on like that Boom Boom Pow song was big at the time. And it remember it like does half, it, it does a transition and gets to the Fergie part and I don't remember that she's like 
I'm da 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 motherfucking shit, and I'm motherfucking motherfucking shit, and I'm in the motherfucking in the shit, and I'm like, what's happening? And the people came running over, and I'm like, I've never actually listened to this. Like, I don't know. I just figured it's Black Eyed Peas, and they don't wouldn't swear. They're on the radio all the time. So yeah, I've had. Oh that. fuck, yeah. <laughs> That's when yeah. you don't know. I, there, yeah, <laughs> there was a switch. I don't know what happened in the switch in in like hip hop, especially where like in the in the eighties. Like two live crew, if there was, if they had a song and they swore once, they swore the whole fucking, this whole song was dirty, but they never just said shit once. Right. If the song, if they didn't, sw- they like, they either didn't swear at all or the song was just atrocious. Same with like NWA. They re-recorded a whole clean version, right? Yeah. But then somewhere along the line, someone was just like, it became more, and then I guess R&B songs, people just started swearing at them. Right. I guess, man, I don't know. I don't know. Either. I know it's like. I wish people re-recorded, like the amount of Drake song. Like Drake, Drake was able to come Drake's out with his first song and go like "You to You to Best," and then I'm like, ever since then he's like, I'm not doing it. It's like that worked. It's like, come on, man! Like I don't want to play every song "You to You to You to You." It's like just repeating your vocals it sounds so crazy. Yo, he's never done a re-record ever. Like ever, I tweet I tweeted that out a couple of days ago because I was thinking about it. Like they're all just muted. Never. Because I play a lot of Drake too, because it's Canadian as well, right? Yeah. It's like started from the bottom. No, no, no new, new, any real friends at, but making like all this doubling and it's, yeah, he never, <laughs> yes, yo, re-records are great. Uh, yo, Locks did a re, Locks does a re-record of uh, Ride or Die Chick. Yes, I know the whole shit. Right, the it's whole so verse much is, better. Is redone. I know it like yeah. works better if you have to play it and you don't feel as bad playing the clean version. It's not like, Oh, this is ruining the night. <laughs> <laughs> so you're out um, playing gigs in, in public. Um, but it's only restaurants yeah. and, um, not clubs right now. Right. Not clubs. Like nowhere, nowhere where our DJ is actually dancing aloud. You're not actually allowed to stand up out of your table. So I'm at like a humongous pub. And they were wilding out on Friday and going off like in the chairs. Oh wow! Super young crowd, and and then anytime they got up, the staff had to come over and go, "Can you please sit down?" Like they were going off. You know, you play Pop Smoke song, and they're going fucking hamburger and Sitting fries. Down. Like, hey, 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 hey! <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but yeah, I haven't been on Twitch actually because I've been doing. Uh, renovations and I didn't have a room for like a month and a half. Oh, okay. It's kind of back. Right. I also had a computer that I've been using on Twitch for the last year and a half that uh, the logic board was fried. So I've been struggling with all my streams all the time, having people in the chat be like, Oh, it's your cable. Wiggle your cable. Like talking to every tech nerd friend of mine. What was happening? You should get this. You should get that. The logic board was fried. But I mean, what would would the problem be? It would just shut down. No, it was like, it would just, the, it couldn't handle any graphics. Oh. It was like, it would just like, it got to the point where I would only plug in and I wasn't using Serato. I was using my computer only for OBS. Wow. Nothing else open. So weird. I would plug in the, the Logitech camera and the Logitech camera would just brrr, slow everything down. The audio would cut out. Like people that were regulars on my stream were like, yo, crackling sound. And I'd be like, okay, unplug, plug it in. I but it was if my that's computer. happening to my shit because I have this. I have a 2019, but like it overheats like crazy and seems to like get bogged down by stuff, even though it has 
all the top of the line, everything. I was wondering if I need to take it in, get him to check it out. I'm take worried because I'm supposed to out. DJ in Vegas in the daytime next month, and it's like a hundred and something degrees every day. Um, oh shit! So well, one one thing about one thing about the computer, as shitty as it was, the logic board Serato was always solid. Okay, it w- like Serato never crashed. Like they've built Serato. They've what they've done to Serato DJ is like they've made it kind of indestructible, indestructible because you got fucking DJs out here playing on 12 year old computers. And right. then when something fucked up, they're like, Oh, Serato sucks. I'm going back to scratch live. It was, it was much more stable. Yeah. Like, no, you, you idiot, you literal idiot. Like <laughs> you're on an old ass computer and you're trying to run like, just, you need a new computer, man. If this is your, if this is your life, right. your, what you do for your job, Right. Like just keep up a little bit and don't blame the equipment that blame the program. Yeah. Their program is, is solid. Like it's, it was crazy. Like I couldn't do Serato video because the card was fucked, but yeah, as far as like audio, it, it was cool. Right. My, it was fine. My shit so, was overheating. Like I did a gig, it was about 90 degrees out and I was in the sun, like in Pasadena, it was shining on it and it just would, it, Serato DJ even was shutting down. It was my computer. It wasn't Serato's fault, but right. I, I ended up having to get this special la- uh, laptop stand that has like a fan built into it and just like oh word blows. And that was the only, the photographer lent it to me that day, which is how I learned. And then now I bring it to my gigs that are boring. well. There's that dry ice, the dry ice method that yeah, A track I think. I've done it. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been, I I tried to do a gig where it was almost 120 degrees, you know, Fahrenheit. It was like 118 or something. And it, my computer couldn't keep up. We had frozen clay because I guess it doesn't condensate under it and then dry ice and we're rubbing it on the top and it could barely, barely keep up. Oh man. Yo, it was crazy. I saw, I think it was DJ artistic, uh, was DJing in the heat and he was using turntables with Serato vinyl. But it was too hot, so he took the slip vinyl mats. off and put the put, and put the fucking phase on the slip mats. Which is genius. And I'm like, yo. You, I mean, that's well. I mean, it, it's kind of a different feeling though. But so great. But also, did he stick the? I was trying to figure out um, magnet onto the slip mat, or was he just being extra no, careful? It doesn't move because it's it's uh it's it's felt right, so it won't move. It doesn't slip. Oh, and then the I felt the felt lets the magnetic of the turntable touch the magnet. No, the magnet, the mag, the magnet is just so it stays on your record. The magnet does nothing else except keep it in place. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, if it's felt and then, it's, so, and then the, the surface of it, it won't, unless yeah. you're like doing some crazy thing, it's not going to move. Yeah. But at that point, just DJ and internal. I mean, I use sync. Yeah. So like whenever I use a controller, I use sync. I can like if you take sync off and I have to use a controller, I might not be able to DJ because I, especially on the old controllers with the, um, the toggle or whatever. Yeah. You can't adjust, you can't adjust it. Right. So I can't figure it out. I end up pressing it and like, but yo sync button. I'm just like, cool. Right. You know, but, but are you using sync? Like if you're playing, you know, a sample everywhere, into a, but, but like for the kind of sets that, maybe I see you do that are more vinyl based and 45s. Like, are you doing where you would, you know, old school hip hop or samples or funk songs, like songs that really maybe aren't gridded out or synced out. Or are you just very gridding out every single thing? I can grid on the fly. I just fucking alt space bar and I'll grid on the fly or I'll go ahead to the song and I'll grid the beginning 
and mix the beginning and then I'll leave the rest. Oh, that makes sense. Or, yeah. Or I'll like, when, if I did like on my Serato stream, I did, I did this sample thing. Yeah. And you know, the kid, you know, the kid that does the samples on yeah. Serato that everyone makes fun of, right? Yeah. He's always like, then pitch it down, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, but if you take the key lock off and if you know these samples and how they used to sample, mm-hmm. some of them didn't have, um, some of them you couldn't pitch. Right. So you just, re- if you sampled it slower, then it's naturally sampled at the, like if you sample something on 45, put it on 45, take key lock off and it'll be the key of the sample. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I saw you on the Serato. You know I, mean? I saw you, I, I know what you mean. I saw you on the, uh, <laughs> the Serato stream. Uh, <laughs> and, I need you to be here with me. <laughs> and you remade the DJ premier Craig David sample yeah. for seven days, uh, remix, right? Their DJ premier remix. And that was kind of what you did, right? Yeah, it was exactly what I did. And there's like, it, it's a kind of a cool hack too, because with sync, you can, if you have something that is way off, way different tempo that you want to kind of like mix, you, uh, you sync, oh man, you use sync and it'll just, if you sync it to a crazy, like you put one on internal and you make it plus 50, right? Yeah. Then you press sync on the other turntable and it'll, it'll sync to that tempo, but then you still have control over it. Right. So, so you've jumped the, the, you've jumped the tempo of the song, but you can still cut it. So if there's like a, so you can still treat it like, like you've sped up the, the, the pitch control, but in reality you've, it's done it like. So I, I think computer. I know what you're saying, but so you're saying that you leave sync on, but the uh, Serato pitch and time off. And that's how you were able to, you're doing that, like even recreating the sample sync is on during that. No, it could be because if you grid the sample, okay. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because if you grid, yes. Because if on the Craig David one, if I put it on forty five, it's like at hundred and eighty beats per minute, right? Yeah. And then if you if you sync on Serato, Serato won't go 180. It'll go. It'll keep it at 90. It'll. It's right. smart. It's intuitive, right? Yeah. So yeah, it'll be beat matched. Oh. So you could literally perfect. You could perfectly mix those. That's so I didn't do that on the. I've always connected yeah. sync with the pitch and time in a way where, and I hardly I. I'm always scared of sync. I've had like problems where it's like, hasn't gone right. Or I don't think I gridded it enough. And then I got worried, but the more I use it, the more I'm like, I need, I need to use this. It's so great. Yeah. There's been so many times where it's fucked me, especially live on radio. Like, just like I forget a transition record and stuff. But now with sync, I, I make transitions on my own. So I'll put like, here's what I mean. I don't know if this is too nerdy. No, I should probably show too nerdy, please. So if you're, you want to go 128 to a hundred, you take the song that's a hundred and you put the, you have the 128 song playing. You put the one that's the hundred BPM song. You put plus eight as far as you can go. And, and you see what tempo it is at plus eight. So it's probably at like 110, right? Yeah. So then you press sync. So now at plus eight, it's at 128. So as you're going and you have um, 
you have to put on um, pitch effects both turntables. You have to select that if it's not. Right. That's usually so then, on by default, I think. It, it, uh, it depends. Okay. It depends. I switch it on and off all the time, and unfortunately, there's not a MIDI shortcut for it, so I actually have to go into settings. So you have them. So one is your 100 BPM is at plus eight, but synced to 128. So then as you're doing your transition, you're, you, you slow down the 128 one. So then the tempo's going down. So at minus eight on the 128 side, you can get to 120, which is kind of close to the 110. Okay. Right? Yeah. So then at a, at a moment, you take the sync, you like take the sync off, and then you're at 110 on the other side. Oh, no, you keep the sync on, but then you, you start slowing down the 100 side. Yeah. So now you're at 120. You're going down, boom, and then you just keep going until you get to get to a hundred. And then if you want to get, if you don't like seeing your your pitch at a weird spot that doesn't make sense in your mind, you know, you just take the sync off and put it at zero right away, or right. whatever, and then you're back. You're back to a hundred. Did that I, make sense, or is I, that? I think so. I almost need to see it in action. I mean, I can picture what you're saying, but I would have to like see it actually followed through and done to totally understand. Yeah. But yes, I've been trying to do the live transitions as well. I did a few of them um, and it worked out. I just did my own kind of convoluted way. Like you're saying where I was like, okay, if I do this and I put it here and I do this and then when it gets to that, I turn it off and it was a similar kind of thing. I don't know yeah. if it was as thought out and I, I still felt confused myself um, while I was doing it, but it worked. Uh, it's just that, <laughs> Yeah, once you're in a big situation, it's something I'd have to practice um, to feel comfortable. Yeah. And when you say you grid it on the fly, you do alt space bar and then hit X on the first beat every time? Yeah, alt space bar and then shift delete to get rid of the old ones. Yeah. And then you hit and then you hit X. And there's even a spot part where like with sync you can bring songs in like that have a weird beginning that you don't know, or even like a, a something that kind of comes in gradually. Right. Cause you can using sync and beat jump, you start the songs at the beginning of the bar. Right. Yeah. And then you beat jump back. So it's playing nothing. So then you can echo one out and then all of a sudden the, other, the next one comes in on beat or with Ooh. a weird drum roll or with talking, it comes on boom. I've never thought about that. That's great. It's like That's when battle shit. DJs like used to like know to like put the sticker and do it and then walk across the room and be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that I think about that when I'm doing it all the time. I'm like, this is what they used to do. This right? is rock Raider turning around. Exactly. Boop. I was going to say rock Raider going, walking across. People are like, what's he doing? And he kicks yeah. in. Everyone's like, Oh my God. So um, sick. Wow. Yo, you're inspiring me to go practice with sync after this actually a lot more. (laughs) Um, Because also I think I'm, you know, I've been using CDJs more at my gigs too. And that works well with the sync and the pitch and being able to go crazy with the up down and and all those things. So um, as soon as CDJ 3000s get that HID mode, that would be... I know what the fuck that sucks. Supposedly it's Um, coming like maybe like a month I heard or something. So I hope so. But I I used them. I used them. I used CDJ 3000s at a gig on Sunday um, and just did the, you know, stick with the Serato tone on it. And it was still pretty dope. 
Do you do the thing where you have this, you do the stick and Serato tone in the CDJ and just yank it out and work on emergency loop no. and then put it in the oh. other one? Oh, that's and a go, good idea. You only need, Damn. If you only have one, yeah. You got the hack. That's like, that's, no, what I did was I hadn't used it in years. So I put it in, did it, and both of, and I had it linked with the Ethernet cable. And then they both ended, and my thing was on internal mode. And I was so confused for like 20 seconds, like, why is nothing working? And then I remembered, <laughs> oh shit, you have to do the loop of the thing. And then so I like went back, and I hadn't used this, the 3000s ever before. So I had to find the button to go back. And then I went back, looped it. But I never thought about that. You could just pull it out and it'll go on emergency loop yeah. forever. So the emergency loop yeah. will never end. That's what I'd be. Never ends. About. Oh, that's a good it idea. It never ends. It's emergency loop, right? It's like, yo, we got you, fam. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Oh, my yeah. God. Any other uh, special hacks you got? <laughs> These are good. <laughs> Trey showed me this mini map of, uh, of um, key lock and key and walking keys up and down, like matching okay. and stuff. So triple hit, like sample pads. And you have like the, the top four are your cue points. And the yeah. bottom is key lock, key lock on and off key sync, and then up and down walking the keys. So you put a key lock, you put key sync. It puts the other one at the same key. And then with the other two keys, you walk it up. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 and they both go at the same time. Ah, that's dope. so. You know, and it's a pre-done MIDI map seen... that you would load into your Serato. Yeah, well, you you have to program it yourself. Trace has a YouTube. I've been using it for like years, and it's like it's a, it's pretty dope. I don't know if you've seen Nick Bike play, but he'll like pitch something down, and he'll do it. But he'll do it in the computer because he uses a sixty-two. And I don't think that a shortcut, but like you can do it literally on the paths. If you're like, dur, dur, dur. and for radio, it's amazing because people that listen to radio, they don't know what you're doing. But if you, if you're in key mixing everything, and then, you know, once, you know, you have them in the key and then the ne- when the next song starts, like, and it just goes up, it just sounds like something cool. Right. But everything's the body reacts nicely to it because nothing's clashing yeah. ever. Like, I don't, man, you know, like I play 45s, right? So I have to deal with clashing keys and things like I'm queuing something up. I'm like, these are so far apart from each other. But I just have to echo, lots of echo, cover it and, and filter right. and boom and like make sure with records. So if I'm on the computer and you can match the key and step it up and down, let's go. Yeah, that's dope. Please. I know sometimes I have problems with feeling like, Cause I'll try the, the key lock or, or, you know, make them go together. But then when I'm pitching back up or down into the original song, it doesn't, it, it feels weird. I don't know. There has to be like a proper way to do it. Yeah. Well, with the pads, you can like, you can just hit it on beat. So right. it's dope. It's like, dun, 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 dun. like you can, instead yeah. of like on a mouse and shit, you right. can, I don't know. No, that's dope. things that have, yeah. I gotta, I gotta look into that. In, things that make me enjoy DJing. Definitely. It's like things evolve and you're like, oh, this is cool. Like I used to have to bring a fucking CD player to a gig because I only had these songs on CD, not even a CDJ, a CD player. Right. You just and plug it into the, <laughs> I used to have to bring a cassette tape player sometimes. That's how far back we go. 
<laughs> yeah. And I mean, you've, you know, you've always been like, we talked about the flip and J show and how much work you guys put into that. And you've always been doing things like that. I know that, I mean, you were in the mid nineties doing, uh, interviewing Jay Z, right. For magazines. And, uh, I saw you post on yeah. Twitter a couple of days ago, the Jay Z interview, which was kind of amazing, like the way you were talking to him, like the question, like just the first question, I forget what it was, but you were like, um, I, I think I saved it in my phone, like you, you, the way you phrased it, um, you said to him, oh, the audio is, the audio is, is, I have the audio, so my voice is actually even, it sounds like I haven't done full puberty, but I was like 25 or 24, but I'm so, it's just, That's you incredible. know, I'm still nerdy, but I was like even more nerdy, but he, he was really patient with me. Really? Like he was like, who, he's like, who am I talking to? This kid is an idiot for sure. <laughs> well, you start out, you say, first of all, how come you say this? is your first and last album. And then he like goes into it. It was just, you know, it's incredible. But, but my point is that you've been doing these things forever and you, you had your own magazine that you guys would like print out and glue together. I mean, you were throwing your own parties back in the day. Um, and you've always just been one to, you know, in the do it yourself thing. And then the same way you're approaching Twitch and you're killing it on Twitch and you know doing these 45 shows and i mean i watched in the very beginning of twitch when you were on there and then just blaze would be like hey you're dope go on after me or go on right now then he'd be in your chat and you guys would be in crazy music nerd heaven you know going through and i was just in my house smiling like loving watching this whole thing it was so much fun um yeah that was cool you should have just blaze on he's got stories i don't know what he can tell but oh i would love that so hopefully oh man Help, help me uh, yeah. hit, hit him up. That would be amazing. But yeah, I mean, oh, so man. so you've been you've been in the game doing that forever and and doing all that. And I know you've been on many podcasts. So if you don't want to go over it, you know, people can go back and hear you on, um, I think Zimmy's podcast and with G. Oh right, right, right. And different people where you've probably told the history. If you don't want to tell it too much, but um, I know you've done that and you've been working with Jay Swing. And then now you guys are bringing that all back, right? So you have a book that uh, was sort of coming, bringing the magazine back to fruition and showing what it is. You've got Flip and J Records where you're releasing 25-year-old classic tracks and bringing these back and making deals with the artists and even new shit. I mean, I played the the new Chaos song produced by Mastercraft and we were bumping it in my house and my kid is dancing around and we're like, it was super dope. I love it. Um, yeah, I saw that. I like it. So, you know, um, yeah, What I guess, do you want to talk about any of that stuff? What's the story about, you know, bringing all that stuff back and how it's connected to the history of what you were doing? Uh, the Elements book, the Elements magazine book we did last year was, yeah, we did the magazine back in 95, 96 on underground hip hop. And and uh, we were like, yo, we should, we should make it a book. Like, I actually had an idea, like, yo, we should make, I want to do... Uh, um, an audio version of it where I have people t- like just reciting the whole book, like yeah. the audio book of the magazine. That was one idea I had. Dope. And, uh, but then Jay got an idea from this. Someone suggested like you guys should make a book. So we were like, yeah, let's make the book. And let's, what if we put out like a record, we include a record of 45 with the book. And we're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then Jay was like, yo, what if we just put out a 45 
without the, the book, just put out a record, like not, not make it all in one. And I was like, that's a good idea. I was like, why don't we just put out a lot of 45s? <laughs> why don't we make that kind of a thing? Right. So we just took like, it was like a perfect storm. It was the things that, you know, the things that, that made it possible for us to launch a record label in the, literally in the middle of COVID was we both had tons of time on our hands. Um, we both had known each other for 25 years plus. Uh, Jay has been a talent booker for like 15 years. So he knows, and, and he also worked with, we both know like a lot of the Canadian artists from back in the day, just on a personal level, because we've just been around for so long. So, you know, we reached out, Maestro Fresh West is literally our friend. Yeah. You know, Socrates, we have a great relationship with. The Rascals are literally my childhood friends. Amazing. You know, those are the first first three records we wanted to put out, right? And then Cardinal is like, you know, he's he knows us really well too. Cardinal was signed to Figure Four Records, which was Rascals record label, which was run by Saul G. If you know who Saul Guy is, Saul Guy is like, he was the glue. He made Northern Touch happen, which united the whole yeah. friggin' country. Amazing, right? Yeah. So we, we have all these things. And plus, so Jay and I have all these relationships. And then there's a record pressing plant that just opened up a couple of years ago in our city. Wow. Like a 15 minute drive from my house. Crazy. So if you, anyone out there who presses records, if you can understand it, imagine having the record pressing place, a drive away. You don't have to wait for a test pressing from Poland to come six months later. We literally could have, they're like test presses are in drive there, get it, come back. Uh, your records are pressed, go there, pick them up, take them to the store. Yeah. which takes us to the store. When we started, we did an exclusive uh, deal with Beat Street Records, who we've also known for over 25 years. And, you know, we were like, yo, would you carry these records? And then Avi from Beat Street is like, yo, what if I only carry these records? Like, let, you know, I'll take all of them and oh, wow. we can just make it, make it like a Beat Street exclusive. We're like, okay. So all these things, Perfect Storm, everything came like, and then, you know, and then we hit up the artists and it's like, yeah, sure. I'd like to make a few, like make some money off of some 25 year old records. I'm yeah. not touring right now. Of Hell yeah. Like people's lines were open. You know what I mean? You, yeah. It was easy to get a hold of people. They were open to it. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, then we just went from like August to December. We released 10 records, you know, just like bam, 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 bam. And we did the book at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a, uh, we have a, a wish list. We have stuff that we want to come out. We had it all listed. Like we have probably 50 releases that we want to do. Um, so we just try to try to keep on that schedule. And, you know, now that things have opened up, it's getting a little tougher. Now we, now we have the records in all stores, like at Juno at HHB, mm -hmm. like international stores. I think fat beats is going to have them and uh, get on down. So yeah, we worked with legendary artists like have like classic songs, and we also worked with a brand new artist like So Loki, who's a Vancouver group. They're super dope. We put the brand new song Chaos. Chaos wanted to put the brand new songs on it. Right. He's like, I don't want to just be a fucking old school rapper. Put this new song with Mastercraft. We're like, okay. <laughs> and we have we have another one coming out. He had a song called I Wish I Knew Natalie Portman, which has Nelly Furtado and Socrates on it, which is from like. 2003 
But on the other side is his brand new Cars Just What I Needed remake what? cover. Oh, so that that's dope. That's it's so sick. It's so sick. So Chaos wants to put new stuff out. We got we got other new stuff that that we're we're gonna be doing, and we re- release like some of our own edits too. Yeah. So the Jay Z edits. So. Yeah, super know. dope. I know I got some comments. Uh, people just giving, not even asking questions, just giving props on those. So they're Art. they're getting so, used. Yeah. Dope. That's super dope. Yeah. And then so and also you're just building such a dope kind of ecosystem or whatever you want to call it with your flipping J show, the record label, and the book, and you know taking from the past and bringing it into the future and combining you yeah. know now and then. So I love to see it. I think it's really cool. I mean, Jay Swing and I both lost all our jobs in COVID. I only kept the radio. All yeah. I had was the radio. And so what, what an do you hour, mean? Like what other hour. jobs? Like in terms of just DJing? All gigs, right? Yeah. Same, and like yeah. all, all like I did the Red Bull freestyle. That was, you know, three, three months out of the year. Right. And, you know, and, and they pay, you know what I mean? Red Bull pays. Right. So that was that was a big one. Um, just any, you know, no. all I mean, your I'm residencies surprised are gone. Like, Red Bull didn't make a kind of a big push Red Bull three style onto the internet, you know, with like Twitch or any of those things, like how everything else did. Yeah, it's counterintuitive to what the project is because Kenny right. Mack, who invented it, yeah, he wanted to make it different from the other DJ contests that had happened. He wanted to make it a party rockin'. So the three style actually is all about the party uh-huh. and the after parties and the camaraderie and the week where everyone hangs out together. So yeah. it's actually not about showcasing the DJ technically. It's about the DJ um, being a part of a humongous dope party. So it, it, it literally doesn't go with what the three style is. It's super suffered. Like it suffered, you know, DMCs has been on, on, online for years and it works like that because right. you watch a dj do do his do their thing and right, whatever but, but with the freestyle in part of the crowd worldwide yeah all, it, you know camaraderie you're right bringing everyone together um, yeah so that's why that didn't work and you know um right. but yeah anyway jay swing and i lost all our jobs so then we're like trying to we're like well we do all we we do all this stuff why don't we do it for ourselves you know it took a took a pandemic to be like why don't you guys yeah. put all this effort that you put into other things, into things that you have do and are good at and, and just have so much experience. Like we have so much radio experience. There's so much like Jay has so much producing experience. And, uh, you know, I have so much experience with, uh, with the 45 culture, you know what I mean? Yeah. And just knowing people. So, so that we just put it all and hopefully it can, it can, we can maintain it, you know, cause now jobs are coming back. Right. So our time is getting less and like, I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I will. Hopefully you can maintain it. I mean, maybe some, you know, the, the, the money you get from there and as it grows can help you focus more on that stuff and not have to worry about some other things. Yeah. Um, I don't like going out at night spider. <laughs> I don't like going out anymore. I, feel I don't you. like, I mean, going, breaking that habit. I don't like DJing. 
I know it's hard. Like I, there's been so many day gigs since I've come back and I love it. You know what I mean? I'm home by yeah. nine o'clock, eight o'clock, seven, hanging with my Perfect. kid and wife eating food. Yeah. Like it's, uh, I know I, um, I mean, I am a night owl just by like my brain stays up late, but still I know I don't like, like I was so used to every single weekend of my life for 20 years or something. That was it. No matter what yeah. I was out somewhere and, um, breaking that habit now is like hard to go back. I'm with you. I, I, I don't love, Oh man, I have no urge. And up, <laughs> up until last year, last year, new year's, I had DJ new year's Eve party every year since I was 16. Wow. I did the, like an all ages club when I was 16. That's when I actually brought the CD player and the cassette player. Cause it was a huge gig for me. Yeah. So I borrow, I borrowed my brother's CD player without asking him. <laughs> You know, I was like fucking 16. He's 22. He's six years older than me, right? Yeah. I took a CD player and he was, he fucking destroyed my room when I came home. He was like, took my shit without asking. And he threw all my shit on the floor and destroyed my room. He was, that was fucking traumatic. That's some big and I was like, yo, shit. you have, you have no respect for my, like, this is my gig. You know what I mean? I think he still maybe thinks about it. He maybe remembers that. And like, because I've been doing this my whole life now. And he's right. like, you know, it wasn't a phase. It, it was like he was now it's his job. It's literally been his job for fucking 40 years or 30 years. That's so anyway, crazy. Um, yeah, DJ every New Year's. Wow. In, except for last year. Incredible. Except for last year. Was at home and fell asleep at 10. <laughs> I woke up. Yo, I woke up and I'm like, fuck, why is it so fucking loud? What the fuck's going on? And I'm like, oh, my God, it's New Year's and people are celebrating outside. Right. <laughs> I I feel like such an idiot. I'm like, why? You're like, keep who's it making down out there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. No, I'm oh, with man. you. I, I stayed up late because my son is, uh, you know, he had turned eight years old and we were up in Big Sur with my family. And he's like, I'm staying up till midnight. We're doing this. And I was like, okay. So it was my first time. <laughs> my first time being with him on New Year's. They've come with me when I traveled to like San Francisco and stuff, but he would be asleep in the hotel room. So. It's kind of nice, you know. I, I was like, "All right, let's see if you can hit that midnight, uh, midnight zone." But I know I'm yeah. with you. It, it's been a big yeah. change. It's still weird. Everything's going so up and down with people getting COVID and this and that, and trying to figure out yeah. if it's okay to eat inside. Be you know, go to a club. I or know whatever it is. So I'm hoping it keeps going in yeah. a good direction. Also, I just want to go back. Because when I was saying, you're an idiot if you think, if you're still on Scratch Live, that I don't want that to be the clip that you use. That's terrible. If, if someone's still on Scratch Live, it's clip. cool, man. You're not, you're not an idiot. I just, I'm just being a little bit, I'm just exaggerating, being dramatic. I don't have any judgment. But I'm still like, yo, I would say it nicer to your face, but I would really encourage you to get a new computer <laughs> and get off scratch live. Like I really encourage you. You're not an idiot. That's very harsh. Okay. So you're, not, you're not. An that idiot. was just for show. Okay. Fake mad. That won't see fake mad. We won't use that in the clip. And um, yeah. Okay. I can Thanks. go to some of the questions from the listeners, but my questions are more like conversational, just things I want to talk about with you. And we've been getting into them there. You've told us so many amazing stories and cool things. Uh, that we have to use, I guess, before we move on from the, uh, that stuff, um, can we talk about three style just a little bit more? I know you've been part of three style for 
ever since the beginning, just the right? Beginning. Uh, you just were the in first it. One. You basically were in the almost won it. I mean, you were one of the greatest DJs, no. right? No, I did not almost win it. I you, did not almost win anything. No, you. I mean, you. I didn't. <laughs> didn't you? Do not very even close. Well? No, I won my van. I won my Vancouver regional. Okay, thank you. And I you. went to the Canadian. I went to the Canadian finals. All right, that's pretty that's good. it. All and right, then I got right. like, and there was okay. So thank you for that. Oh, <laughs> how about this? I lost my Vancouver regional the following year to Headspin, who won the worlds. So I technically lost to the champion. So that's called I came almost second winning. To the champion. That's called almost winning. Yeah. That's what I'm referring to. I got I got second to Headspin at the regionals. Um, okay, and then you were able to become the actual host of the event, who you are, like, yeah. perfect for that. You're so good at it, and, I mean, it's taken you around the world to some countries I had never heard of before freestyle, and, uh, you yeah. know, and and connecting with amazing <laughs> people, and Jazzy Jeff, and I see you at Playlist Retreat, and so many legendary things, and being able to meet Bismarcky, and all of these cool things that uh, we can cover in a part two one day and go through all that. Um, I know that um, you were talking about Kenny Mack, the creator of it, and um, he mentioned to me that that uh, you guys had you know gone all over and you guys had eaten somewhere in Moscow or something and that there was some sort of dress code in the restaurants out there. Is that um, Does that ring a bell or anything? Is there anything... Um, what Does, was he talking about? I know you, well, you so had to check your coat. It can, was, can you see the screen oh. right now? So what, uh, <laughs> what is this? He sent me this picture <laughs> and I was trying to decipher what's going on. And he just told me it's you're so in Moscow and I wasn't sure what's, what's happening. So any explanation for all you podcast yeah. listeners, head over to the YouTube and check out what's going on here, and you can see, um, yeah, what's happening. So, so, what, yeah. what was going on there? What was <laughs> <laughs> There's special uh, dress code in the Moscow restaurants, or oh my god, that's <laughs> hilarious. Well, they had that tub there; it was full of pillows, <laughs> and then people. I think some of our friends were like going in it and like taking and like posing in it because it was fun, and I'm like. Let me take this to another level. <laughs> I thought you paid like to be in a VIP area where you eat with your shirt off and they serve you. I mean, no, if you if you look in the photo, like the people behind were like fully ignoring me. Like they were like, I we don't care what that person is doing. It looks it's photoshopped weird. in a way. Like I'm like, what's going on? Look in the background. Yeah. Oh that, my god. There's no way to explain. There's no way to explain that. Okay. There's no way. There's no, no explanation well, you, you, for that. You told me. Okay, so you jumped in. You took your shirt off. That that makes sense. All right. So you guys had I've some adventures. I've done it before. <laughs> You've done it before. You look like someone that's fun to be on the road with. Uh, so It's fun. I can't wait um, till Three Star comes back. Yeah? I want you, I want you to ask me um, a question that you've always wondered about Three Star. Anything. Like oh, something me? that has bought... Yeah, something that's bothered you or something that you were curious about how how that happened or what is the protocol? How do they judge it? You know what I mean? How How is it judged? Is there literal scientific um, scoring down a list and, uh, and like those type of things? I mean, or is it just at the end, like, listen, that was so dope. They're the winner. No, 
it, it kind of used to be like that, but all I'll say this, all of the judges take it super seriously. And like at the world finals, like during the, um, during the regionals, the world tour, um, uh, former champions are the judges and they, you know, they judge based on, they, they take it seriously as well, but the world finals ones, like I know scratch Bassett for a fact, he goes down into a lot of things and there's no politics is not really is not involved at all. Yeah. But I'll say this, if someone's personality is considered politics, is that considered politics? Like the, like the way someone, uh, the way someone, uh, you know, interacts with other people. I don't think is so. That considered politics? I think, I think, uh, the way that a personality could be considered politics, let's say is if someone is a complete asshole but still gets opportunities because they know someone that's politics. But if someone's a, a complete asshole and that's why they don't get something, I don't think that's politics. I don't know if that makes sense. You know what I mean? If somebody's, yeah, no, you know, like, um, but, but if you're doing things for the right reason and you do have a good personality, I mean, that is part of it. I had the, the last podcast we recorded with this whole conversation about, um, personality and over skills and things like that. Some of our favorite DJs aren't necessarily the most technically skilled DJ. They can't do the same stuff as everybody else, and not everyone's doing what Kubert's doing or this or that. Um, yeah, it, it has to do with your personality, your attitude, and, and yeah. different things. Well, three style is literally a whole package kind of situation where you're on a they you know three style gives you a humongous platform. And you have to rock the party in Taiwan. You know what I mean? You yeah. have to connect with this crowd. And that's what Jay Espinosa did. He had, he take to all of the boxes and like any sports, that was his day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like someone else could have been better, but that was his fucking night. Like, you know, maybe on another day, you know, Fumi from Japan would have murdered it, but man, Jay had his day. Like anyone that's won the finals is based on, their performance on the finals and just like, and when I say their personality, like politics, it's like, you know, um, it, it actually, it hasn't really come into play, not in a negative way. It's kind of like if it's really close, yeah, then everything, everything gets considered, right? you know, but it's never, it, it's, it's really down to um, how they perform on the night on the day like people don't know four color zach is the world champion of three style but he lost his his um his qualifying night he got into the final the finals as a wild card right so he lost i forgot who he lost to to, the, to a homie too i forget who it was i forgot too um i remember hearing that mix. yeah but it literally blew my head off in to pieces <laughs> like when i yeah, heard his three yeah. style mix i was like yeah. kind of I knew him before that, but I didn't know like that like was inside of him yeah <laughs> it was yeah so dope yeah. I mean he's one of my favorite yeah. DJs period yeah he changed everything he's one of my favorite people period <laughs> me too but like it's like there's nothing really corporate about the event you know it's it's run by Kenny Mack who does it for the culture yeah from day one and it's judged by people who are pioneers of the culture pillars you know jazzy jeff new mark craze 
and you know Nina Nina Las Vegas has been a part of it as well. Jubilee has been a part of uh, yep. the judging as well. You know, and you know Nina got brought in because it, it's not just a hip hop contest; it's a party contest, right? And it's like all types of genres of music, and you know, sh- you know she's out there killing it, so she can rock any party. Her sets were some of the her sets are so fucking sick, and yeah. she kills the CDJs and shit, like you know. No, it's Anyone, been great. Any, yeah, it's been great over the pandemic too to see sort of the gap uh, lesson between men and women. You know, just as far as even Twitch and different things. And I feel yeah. like it's that's spilling back out into the real world. I hope. Yeah. No, I love it. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, all right. You want to get into some a uh, few of the internet questions? Yes. All right. There's not. There's not that many. Let's see. Uh, DJ Greg P just gives you props. Like I said, save your tears. Edit is so fire. Not really a question. Just had to be said. So thank you, Greg. Thanks. Um, Thanks, Greg P. Let's head over to for the record. What is your favorite use of flip out in a lyric? I used to use. I used uh, Pete Rock from Fake and Jacks a lot. Yeah. As I commenced lyrical content and I bust the grammar try to make me flip out like david banner he says it dope too. flip out yeah um i also used to use tom cruise from jerry Maguire a lot i know what you're all expecting me to do which is just flip out <laughs> that's great and then the half-baked one which is him doing a parody of it i also use yeah hey man i know you're just expecting me to flip out man <laughs> it's like a sample uh, yeah, but someone just sent me a new. Oh, oh, Z Trip sent me something from a children's record. But like that one is that the Pete Rock one was the one I used a lot. Obi Trice says one. In uh, what's that? What's the popular song of his? Um, I can't remember. The right top, now. the kind of like. Anyway, he says one, and he he only says it in the clean version too, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, oh, there's uh in in Busta and Redman. The goodness, yeah. The chorus, he goes, or oh, is it? Who sings that song? Redman. It's only Redman Red Man song. Yeah, yeah. It's only Redman. He goes, freak the fuck, freak the fuck out, flip the fuck out. Oh, that's, so that's great. cool. Anyway, dope. You got a okay. lot of them. Um, all right. Got a uh, you asked yourself a question of what your favorite drugs were. I don't know if you really want to answer that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> I don't do any drugs. That's the thing about it. Okay. Well, I've only smoked weed and I don't even smoke weed anymore. So anyone that thinks that I'm on fucking K and Coke and shit, I'm not. Who thinks that? Why? What, what impression would you ever give that? I don't know. I think people probably think I'm fucking on Coke sometimes because I stay up all night when I was doing three style and shit, but I would right. just be really very drunk. Oh, same. Me Quite too drunk. though. It's funny. I've, I've never like, I've, I, I'm not into it, you know, no judgment of whatever people can do whatever they want, but not uh, at all. But I, that's not for me. And, um, I know same thing. Like, How do you stay up all night? Why are you so crazy? I'm like, I don't know. Like same, I'll smoke some weed. I'll drink a little bit, but, um, yeah, I can't do all that. The reason shit. that, no, the, 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 re, the, the reason that I'm like the way I am is the reason that I don't do drugs. And people have told me don't like back in the day when I was only smoking weed and my friends were doing shrooms. They're like, Phil, you don't get to do shrooms. We'll do it all. You just smoke the weed. You're not getting any of these fucking shrooms. I'm like, okay. So they knew from like, it was teenage years. I was like, okay. 
And then they're all like, you might be good on shrooms. Maybe you could try that. (laughs) Maybe. Before you have a kid. All right. That was my own question. (laughs) (laughs) That's your time. Once you have a kid, you got to be on call at all times. Now I'm like, if I did shrooms, I'd be like, what's happening? I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. Uh, King Kid Walk asks, what album could you listen to on repeat for 24 hours a day with no skips? Is there an answer to that? I mean, my answer for that has been for years, songs in the songs in the key of life. Okay, that's a good one. Like, you know, Stevie album, but right. like what I get, you know what? Like a like an old De La Soul record, like True. De La Soul is dead. Yeah. You just listen to it and be like still find stuff that's kind of dope in that. Yeah, I agree. No skips in that. No skips. Because it's so weird and it goes all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know. A lot of the Tribe albums, too. I could just go all the way. Um, all right. Yeah. Vic Damone uh, makes a lot of dope edits. Always send it to me. Props to him. Yeah. He's got a dope Twitch stream. Um, he said, what is your favorite 45 adapter to use? Uh, I've been using these ones that are from the dude called Sid Def Jam. And they're like super heavy adapters that have a rubber a rubber kind of um out, out a rubber ring on them okay and you clamp it on and it, it clamps down onto the record so the rec so it the record stays like it's forced down flat as flat as it can be uh those are pretty dope except if you're doing quick mixing you have to take the whole adapter off whereas the other ones you can just take the record off leave the adapter on and throw the next record on Right. Or if you're being super fancy, you throw the record on top of the record, you know. Right, right. But I've right. gotten used to just taking it off and putting it on. You get used to things, you know what I mean? But if I have to do some serious shit, I'll use the other adapter. So yeah. Okay. But a heavy one is good. I don't know. That's Yeah. No, those are dope. I've seen them. Um all right. Next question comes from a celebrity, DJ Z Trip. Um he says it's not even a question. Have him recite his favorite Earth Day rap. Uh, Earth Day rap? I don't know. I got a few. I got a, a a piece piece rap when I was thirteen. Got the McDonald's rap when I was sixteen. I don't know. All right, so we're so we're not getting it. You're not reciting the Earth Day rap. <laughs> Thank you Earth, for asking. Is it you. Earth Day? <laughs> I don't know. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Um. Okay, here's my first rap I ever wrote and performed in grade eight, and I won the contest. Oh, let's go. The talent contest. Um, and this is after I saw 2020, 2020 episode on Apartheid, and they featured Stethosonic, and they had their song A-F-R-I-C-A, and I'm like, this is cool. What is this shit? Then I wrote a peace rap about the Cold War, because that's how old I am when I was a kid. Yes. So it goes like this. War, war, it's everywhere. All these weapons give me a scare. P-E-A-C-E, that's for me. Peace, peace, tranquility. One of them is Mikhail, the other one is Ron. They're both pretty stupid if they want to drop the bomb. Something, 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 and da-da-da-da-da, and all this other shit. Yes. Let's go. Stupid. Kid rap. <laughs> but I was on the environment. I, mean, I think Z-Trip has it confused because I was on the environmental committee in grade nine, and I had a environmental rap, but I don't remember that one. Okay. I just remember that one and my McDonald's rap. Clean yeah. as you go. Go. Oh, we got go, we got a cosign go, cosign from Jay Z out go. here. Yeah. He likes it. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Snoop. Okay. Bye-bye. So uh 
Amazing. All right. Uh, well, let's get in. We got two more questions from the from the audience, and then uh, give us a, some final words, and let's get out of here. Um, All right. DJ Bruce Briscoe, can you ask him about AMP and AMP Army? <laughs> Bruce is the homie from Vancouver. Uh, AMP was a group, a rap group that I made in two thousand, early two thousands. Yeah, and we recorded a song called AMP Army, which we sampled Seven Nation Army, and I put out a twelve inch. We made a video for it. Oh, dope! Um, so go look it on, go look for it on YouTube. Um, long story short, J Swing was fully behind the record, and he really wanted us to succeed. And we tried to clear the sample with Jack White, and we got so close to to as the man. Our lawyer that we had was friends with Jack White's manager. Yeah. So we almost got a, a direct a direct link, and they fucking responded like, "White stripes do not sample, therefore do not wish to be sampled." Wow. White stripes do not sample as a rule, so do not wish to be sampled. That's why you've never heard any official remix of that. Meanwhile, soccer, international soccer, took it and made it their fucking theme song without right. even knowing where it came from. And they're like, we don't even care if we have the song. They just sing it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, It definitely works for that. Um, All right. Final one. DJ Andre 905. Can we expect any DJ singles or production? Shout out Van City. Hey, Andre 905. I'm on his mailing list. He always sends dope uh, edits. Yeah. Like intro edits of songs. Yeah, I'm on there too. Okay, cool. Like there's a lot, some songs I don't even, I'll just download this whole shit. And then when I, someone will request a song, I'll be like, I don't know if I have that. It's like Andre edit. Yes. Yes. All caps, all caps, Andre 905. Thank God for everyone who um, makes these DJ edits, man. So much great shit yeah. is going around. It's crazy. Yeah. Be- Bezo too. Bezo gets a shout. I'm on um, Bezo's mailing list. I'll just download his whole shit and just like delete the ones that were are a little too EDM-y because I'm, I'm not really doing those rooms anymore uh i want to give a shout out to all the all the edit people bezo we got andre you know nick bike obviously yeah obviously but we gotta say it vic damone you know vic damone friggin uh mighty uh not mighty 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 moves Moves. yeah oh my god mighty moves um also trays has got some trays has got shit out there yeah um uh i was forgetting someone that i was about to say yeah, and there's people just killing it on their band camp. I mean, DJ Pump, oh, my God, like just oh, yeah. endless heat, you know, coming out all the time on there. Yeah, um, I'll buy Pump stuff for sure. Uh, what was the other uh, edit edit pack that I I always – So many down- people. Oh, um, DJ Theory, who maybe some oh, people yeah. – I think that's kind of like a secret weapon, so Love I don't know it. if I should have put that one out there. But Theory yeah. sends this DJ whole pack Theory. out some – yeah. So Teary. <laughs> uh, but what, what did uh, what did Vic Damone ask, or what did Andre ask? Oh, he said, uh, "Can we spe- uh, can we expect any DJ singles or production?" Shout out Van City. DJ singles or production, like like on on Flippin' J Records, or um, you know, maybe yeah, maybe he's just talking. To, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, just read it. So Andre. Check into Flippin' J Records. Maybe some stuff's already happening that you don't even know about that you can make an edit of. Yeah. Well, I've put out some 45s like on different labels. Right. Like I got my 
PTA remix on Heat Rock Records. Got Zimmy's label, Private Stock Records, my Biggie remix. Yeah. Of, Vic- of uh, Victory. What else? Oh, I have a Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on Me remix on um, this Australian label, on 45. What else did I do? Uh, oh, yeah, and the clips. The clips edit. The clips on the, the JB's coming through. Oh, yeah. Edit, and that's on so. Recents. So I think most of those are available on my Bandcamp, which is Flip Out Music on Bandcamp. So uh, you can get digitals of those, but all the records, most of the records are sold out. Okay. Yeah, your Bandcamp's all over the place. I mean, I see you even have mashups with uh, the Castaways uh, children's I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't post that yet. I still should. Po- should I post that? Yes. Should I actually post yes, it? Is it? Yes. Is it? It's too late, isn't it? No. Too late. You can play that it for your uh, for your, you play it for your child when they arrive on the earth. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to post it this week then. Oh, Bandcamp Friday. Yes. yes, Bandcamp Friday. All right. Yeah. Do you want to shout out any of your um, places where people can find you, Bandcamp, or any other any other places? Yeah, Bandcamp. Okay. Bandcamp is uh, Flip Out Music. That's where you get most of the shit. Uh, shout out Flip and J Records on IG. That's where you get most of the info. Um, uh, Mixcloud. I'm just Flip Out on Mixcloud. Okay. And then. Flippin' J Records Mixcloud is intense. It just not only has our 10 shows that we've done, it has every mixtape that J Swing and I have ever done since we started kind of officially DJing, like releasing them in public. So it starts at 1993 or 92. It's crazy. It's serious. Jay took a week. And you know, if you know how Mixcloud works, you can't reorder stuff. I know. Like you can't put things in a different order. So he wanted to do it in chronological order. So he uploaded everything in exact chronological order. And I think I forgot to give him a mix and he was already like 10 past it. So he had to delete them all to put the mix in and then restart again. Wow. So that's another suggestion to, yeah, he, his attention to detail is unbelievable, but why can't you reorder them? What's up with that mix cloud? I know like, cause we have these podcasts and like my, the podcast will like stack up almost like I've never done a DJ mix in my life because it's all just podcasts <laughs> above it. And I'm like, can I just do some highlights? Like my best mix on you, top. You can. Oh, okay. You can, you can do highlights. There's but you five can't reorder spots them. for a highlight. All right. Uh, can't reorder them. Mixcloud's got a bunch of weird things that you feel should be intuitive, and yeah. they are like literally counterintuitive. Yeah, like anti. I know. Anti I know. the way that we want to do it. Like right, but we still anyway. love it. We want anyway. we want to make it work. We support it. We're you know it's it's the spot we do it. Uh, just you know a little constructive criticism, guys. That maybe you could help yeah. us. No. Yeah. Um, Yo, shout out to Mixcloud. I mean, yeah. I used to know one dude there, not there anymore. Um, Dan Tana, Dan Tana was there for a minute. I don't know if you know Dan. I do. I was I talking him at... to him yesterday, actually, randomly. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not there anymore, right? No, he's I met not. him at freestyle. So no. like, this is a, this is a public kind of like inquiry mixed cloud. Do you have someone like one of our peers that you have working for you yes. that we can talk to this, and get feedback from? Named, because... Yes. Someone that might be coming on the podcast. Um, Nico, um, I'll send you his Twitter, but I think 
he's a DJ as well. I think he's the owner, runs the site. He seems to know everything. He's the oh, person dope. replying to everyone on Twitter when anyone has a complaint or a thing, and he's the one pushing the live streaming and all that stuff. So um, I'll show you uh, his page, and you can get fake mad at him or give him props. <laughs> I just kind of shit on him a little bit right before no, this. No, well, that's so. what I'm saying. None oh, of this man. is shitting on. This is all constructive criticism no. and things that we think could make it better. We support the site, and we want it to do good, and it would be great to live stream on there just like Twitch and all that stuff, you know, and, and have yeah. the yeah. similar things, you know. Um, we, care. we care. We care. Anything I talk passionately passionately about or am- animated about is because I care. Exactly. Just like For Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. I care yes. that you guys care about her too much. And you need to, you know, Stevie Wonder has been writing perfect songs forever. Joni Mitchell wrote perfect songs in the fucking six seventies. You know what I mean? Like Carly Simon has been writing perfect songs in the seventies. We don't, you know, Lord was doing the same kind of thing. Like it's just this, it's great, but it's not, she is not reinvented anything this show it's going full circle we're back to olivia rodrigo (laughs) i I don't know if she has like a you know like beyonce has or like the hive of people but if they hear this i don't want them uh, uh, taking us down here (laughs) she she just has like it's it's just crazy seeing the whole machine i just don't want people to be like so so like tricked by the machine you know it's good you know the machine pushes really talented people you know right for a good reason because they're going to make a shit ton of money off them because they are actually completely super duper talented. Yeah. Olivia Rodrigo, uh, uh, she's a prodigy. You know what I mean? She's so, so talented, but like there's a lot of people, we both know artists that are really, really talented who don't have a machine behind them. So I'm yeah. not trying to cut her down, but it's just like, you know, like just idolizing, I don't know. Just celebrity celebrity type shit is just crazy to me. I, I don't know. I just see it all. I'm in top 40 radio. So I hear a song like a Jonas Brothers song and I'm like, this song sucks. And like, how many other people had the opportunity to have this song before they got to it? And congrats on the songwriters. Your song got placed with Jonas Brothers. But like, it's just like, they're just like throwaway kind of things. And it's like, I don't know, man. I feel bad for people that are really trying who aren't the Jonas brothers. It's like, it's like movies that get, you know, you get to put this movie out, you know, you know, fucking, you know, uh, certain movies get put out and they're throwaway movies, but they get all the promotion. They get premieres, they get all this shit. And meanwhile, people are making films that are like really kind of like dope. And because they're not part of a big studio, they don't get seen. They don't get a push. Nobody seems to believe in them. But these like fluff pieces get pushed. Yeah, it's I just mean, consumerism bugs me. It's the it's part of the way it goes. And you know, I mean, people that are different ages think differently from each other a lot of the time, and uh, maybe haven't had the same experiences or knowledge, and are just kind of enjoying what they enjoy at the moment without all of the knowledge of the machine or any of that. Yeah. I like Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. I don't <laughs> mind Deja Vu. And Driver's License was kind of a bit much because to me it sounds kind of contrived. It sounds a little, sounds quite formulaic. So if it's perfect because it's a perfect formula, there you go. But it's not, it didn't break any boundaries. 
She didn't do anything new. That's for fucking sure. Props to everyone that made those beats, though. Okay? Yes, props to them. But is anything new ever? I mean, we're all we're all taking from each other. It's all coming from something. Once in a once in a while, something is kind of exciting and new. Once in a while, once but then in a you while. find the sample. How about this? <laughs> all right. Hey, Flume. Flume changed the game, right? That's Flume true. is a a, a friggin a a, a changing point. True. Even Katra is like kind of a changing point. Yep. You know what I mean? But but then you see Katra uh, complaining on Twitter all the time. I know. Yeah, he doesn't like the attention. He's like, or he feels like, like he shit. doesn't get enough attention. Like no one wants his beats. Or, or yeah, he doesn't stuff. Get, right, you know, right, he, right. He has all the problems, and seems like whatever level you get to, there's similar problems no matter what. Well, if you look at Kate Trinata, like I always felt like his his first shit ever should have been pop. It should have been already out there, yeah. and it took him so long to even get one thing. Same with Flume, right? Yeah. It's like they're doing this really innovative shit. And by the time they get famous, everyone has kind of taken their sound. And now they're, they look like they didn't create it. Right. It's right. kind of, it's, you know, it's a lot of things out there. I, I hate to see Kate Trinata getting like frustrated like that. You know what I mean? Like dude has, has climbed all the way from Montreal, you know what I mean? Like it's fucking amazing. Oh, I hate amazing. to see it too. I'm like, man, I wish you could see it from our vision because you're absolutely killing yeah. it. Inspir- you know, so inspirational and uh, yeah, all that. Yeah, um, yeah. Dope. And all songwriters behind the scenes too. Like everyone yeah. that writes for Ari- Ariana Grande is like so amazing. But I'm mad that they don't get to they don't get to do those songs. That Ariana Grande gets to be the vessel for this amazing artistry that she does. She's, she's like singing like black girls lyrics. Like these really talented girls are writing this dope shit for her. And then people are emulating Ariana Grande, who is literally emulating people who write for her. It just, it makes me sad. And I don't know her personally, Yeah, but I mean, maybe you do, but you know, like, I don't, I don't. It just makes me, it, 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 man. I, I, I'm just rooting for like artists, like 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 artists, songwriters, songwriter producers to really get their shine and not have to ghostwrite and not have to be have their shine taken away, kind of taken away, or be under someone else. Right. You know? I mean, maybe some of them want it like that, you know, but I, I totally understand. Yeah. And, and it's everything, you know, once things, once money comes into the equation and it turns into a business, uh, stuff can change. And that's why it's beautiful yeah. to have things like Red Bull three style or certain things where you can still keep the artistic vision within all of it and still try to continue to amplify the right things within all of it. And people can also still make a living while being part of it. Yeah, that's dope. And the DJs, and we're still out there playing music, and people are hearing music, yeah. and it's it's even this ecosystem of a DJ hearing another DJ playing music, yeah. and then them playing it. Like it's it's not just consumers or the audience; it's other DJs, and that's something on Twitch that that I really love because I Me could too. listen to everyone and be like, "Yo, I'm so glad I get to listen to everyone." Oh, this is what they like. What's this song? What the fuck is this? Yeah, you know, like a song that stood out. In COVID, in quarantine, on Twitch was, um, I love you, I love you, I need, uh, I need, I live you by Shaka Khan. It's like, 
that song just all of a sudden everyone was playing it. I'm like, yo, this song is better than like, ain't nobody. Like, I love this song. I didn't realize how much I love this song. And anytime I heard it, it would just spark something in me. And I, I just love hearing old songs kind of like become popular yeah. <laughs> on Twitch. I it know. was so crazy. It is dope because it's like the DJs spread it to each other and then they want to play it and then they're spreading it to the hundreds or thousands of people watching them, you know, and then as yeah. we get back into DJing spots and you're at the restaurant, now you can drop it, you know, or where, wherever it seems appropriate, yeah. I guess, if you're doing pop smoke, yeah. it might and not I, mix in, but yeah. Yeah. But I feel more confident playing like stuff yeah, like that. Totally. You know, that's true. I mean, you know. But when, you know, when people are, there's this big discussion, like, oh, when you go out to public, you can't play like you were on Twitch or like, oh, now that you're back, you got to play like you were on Twitch or that whole kind of thing. Yeah. But it's like, dude, if you're in public, if you're in public, you have to play for who's in front of you. If you're on Twitch, you can't, if someone doesn't like what you're playing, they're just going to leave your channel and people who like it's, it's an echo chamber on Twitch. Yeah. So just recognize that you're playing to an echo chamber on Twitch, which is great because it's giving you, it's giving back the energy. But if your job is to play in public for like a, for the public and you're supposed to kind of like make the vibe, then you got to play stuff that you're not, that you haven't played on Twitch this whole pandemic. Like, yeah, I don't, I I didn't want to play. Those arguments to me are pretty stupid because it's, to me, what those arguments are is if you were DJing a place full of hundreds or thousands of people, and you know there's always that one person that says something annoying to you or isn't bobbing their head when everyone else is or something, it's as if you just listened to that one person and did the whole night. That's what Twitter is, a Twitter argument is to me, because it's right. this big percentage of the amount of people that are actually in the real world they're all on their phone over the top going crazy about things that i know for a fact have no bearing on my real life so i just kind of like like to watch the argument and it's funny i don't really get into it because what do you mean you can't play these afro beat songs or anything you don't know where i am or what i'm doing or what time is it or anything i'm doing like i just like to read it for <laughs> entertainment but like to me it's it's as if you could do the whole night and then someone says, Hey, you sucked. But a thousand people, 999 people said, Hey, that was the best night of my life. And you're only listening to the person that says you sucked. Like why? Right. You know, just, and the other person, and the person that said you sucked is another DJ, yeah, which is even worse. Is another, yeah. <laughs> and it's the person on Twitter. Like, I don't, I don't think any of those things apply. I don't think any of those things make sense. I think that all of it is a, is a time and a place type of thing. And you're as professional DJs and people that have been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years, you know what to do. So who the hell cares who random 50309 on your phone said they don't want to hear Joanna or you can't play the K Tronada version in the club. Like, I love proving people wrong like that and being like, yo, I can do whatever I want in any of these situations. If you're a good DJ, yeah. you think four color Zach is going to listen to any argument on Twitter and bring it into his DJ set. I highly doubt it. No, he's not. He's going to, he's going to actually go and do the opposite. Right. And make it work. Make people him. love it, you know, and, 
I mean, yeah, that's the thing. And not everyone has had the same experience as us. A lot of these people are 20 years younger and it's a whole different thing. So I, I don't yeah. agree with the Twitch doesn't apply to the place. And, and every gig is different. Every club, every restaurant, every everything. Um, yeah. So I think Twitch is just a complete separate world than yeah. the real world. It's almost like It's almost like radio. Yeah, right. It's close to radio. Yeah, like you don't take what people are saying on Twitter and apply it to your radio show, probably. Do you? No. Well, I just mean like it's it's like uh, you can't see the audience. Yeah. Like when you're on the radio, you're just playing the songs, right? And you're not you're not getting any energy back. It's so it's close to radio, but you do get energy from the chat. But it's usually positive, yeah. so it's actually better than radio, right? Because you're getting it's a usually very a real positive. a real time. That was, I love the drive-in gigs. It was almost like I was doing a one hour like presentation of like what I thought would be dope. And like, maybe I'd get some honks and like little lights, but like, it was like being on Twitch. I'm just talking to the people and you know, they want, okay, they want a one hour set of strong female voices. Let's go. It's going to be the most fun set ever, you know? Um, Oh yeah. It's like a way to, yeah, the themes on themes is my, I love the themes and doing themes on Twitch is super fun. I know yeah. you kind of have to, to be able to, to keep it going. Otherwise it's too overwhelming. Sometimes when I just go, I'll just play whatever. And then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, man. That's the truth. All cool. right. Well, before we get out of here, um, you got any, uh, last words for the, for the DJs listening to us, any kind of motivational mm, words? I think I said, I think I said the last words and then I started talking about shit again. So <laughs> that's true. But uh, that's, I'm good. That's how it goes. All right. Yo, well, flip out. Thank you so much for coming on the 20 podcast. We appreciate you. And I feel like there's so much more to learn. So everyone go, go check out his stuff. Watch him. Listen to Flip and Jay show. Listen to buy his records and all the things we discussed on here are worth your while. So thank you so much for coming Thanks. on the show, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. And same goes to you, DJ Spider. Make sure you see what Spider's doing everywhere. Legend in his own right as well. And shout out to Cut Chemist and Shortcut on that shirt. You That's know, the sickest know. shit. Dude, yeah, I had to do it. 20th anniversary, uh, future primitive. Wow. Dope mixtape, live mix. <laughs> I found this Amazing. shirt. I was like, all right, this will be a good podcast wearing shirt for a dope DJ. Super um, sick. Yeah, your shirt is dope too. I got I to buy one of those. Um, all right. Well, thank you. And, uh, hopefully I'll see you in person, but I will definitely see you digitally very soon. Peace. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Yeah. Bye. Peace. All right. Thank you. Flip out. We love all your opinions, all your stories, everything you told us. We appreciate it. We learned from it. You are the man. Can't wait to see you in person. Thank you for coming on the show. And thank you, the listeners, the Beat Sorcerers. Uh, Please, like I said in the intro, make sure you rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcast app. That helps us grow. We are also on every single platform. We're on YouTube if you want to watch it. We are on Spotify. We're on Mixcloud. We're on SoundCloud. We're on anything, anywhere. So uh, find us and uh, hit me at DJ Spider, DJ S-P-I-D-E-R on Instagram and Twitch. Uh, You can find all my other links from there. Join us next week uh, where we've got more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. The 20 Podcast is produced by BeatSource. We'll see you next week. Peace.
And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.